wondering how to fall completely in love with the people and things that surround you at home? I've spent the last 15 years studying how and where families thrive and what relational and house characteristics ignite us with that homey feeling. On this podcast, we uncover how our brains process the people we live with and the houses we live in so we can confidently create our homes to be wonder-filled connection magnets. Ready to give up the decision fatigue, comparison hives, overwhelm ulcers, and confusion chaos? You are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Thornock. Welcome to Becoming Home. What's up, homies? I'm so glad that you're here today. And today, I have Anita Yokota with me. Now, you might recognize her name because she's becoming a household name around these parts. The people, you people, we people who love families, who love our houses. Anita has come up with a new book just barely this last year. It's called Home Therapy. She is a marriage and family therapist herself who has turned to, I'm going to say like, what's the best word to say? To the Gentiles, to us who are outside of (laughs) the sphere of officiality, who want to be in the trenches. She's here with us. Her story is incredible. I can't wait for you to meet her. Anita, welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here with you and your listeners. And we're going to get to some really good stuff today. I can feel it. We definitely are. The first good things to talk about is that you have three daughters. I have three sons. Yes. We can oh, we're like now. opposite day. Yes. <laughs> I feel like my three sons already today have already caught five bugs to show me. They have already neglected half of their wardrobe. And we have played with remote control cars and transformers. How are things on your end today? (laughs) Well, uh, so I've got the opposite, but really two sides of the same coin. So we, in the morning, went to the dentist, which was really fun. Um, But my oldest can drive. So she drove herself to water polo practice. My second and third are home, probably on devices right now, because I told them to be quiet. But, you know, uh, with them, it's, you know, can we go to Sephora and go look at lip gloss for the summer look? You know, and (laughs) then my my nine-year-old, it's very special. She's she's a theater kid. She's in a musical theater, uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And so she, you know, her performances are late at night and, but it's exciting. So. I've got a little musical kid as well, um, but all in all, really great and busy and adventurous. So much fun. Yeah, going to the dentist, that sounds so responsible. I just called the dentist and we have our appointments. I feel like you saying that, was we were just talking about how the universe puts everything where we need it to be. I'm like, yes, we are doing the dentist. And Anita does the dentist. It's another reason <laughs> I like you. Okay, so you started out in marriage and family therapy. You said you were making home visits. You were doing all the things. And then what happened? Why all of a sudden were you like, change direction? You know how when people say, oh, it looks like overnight, like this is kind of different, but like say we see our favorite sports person or music musician or celebrity or actor, actress, it seems like overnight, like Pedro Pascal, you know, like overnight he was like, um, but really it's been years and years and years in the making of their, where they're at in their uh, point of life, current times. So for me, um, the pivot from marriage and family therapy to interior design really was a a culmination of life experience and and then just that making that one jump, that decision of, I'm not sure if I can 
I don't know if I have the emotional plate to do therapy in an office anymore or in the home visits, but man, how do I help people still? I, I'm a helper. I, I love to help in the community. And that's when I decided to pursue my passion, but also be in an industry that helps people feel. Um, so, you know, to me, interior design is not about just aesthetics and functionality, but it's how we want to feel at home. Yes, 100% yes. How do you feel like interiors, I'll call it the medium of the interior design, as an artistic medium, how does that help people feel? What's the invitation that's most compelling to you? I think it's the research that has been shown time and time again of how our mind, our heart, and our soul and our actions. So, you know, in cognitive behavior, we talk about the our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, and it's in a loop. Um, in my book, I talk about it as the positive home loop. And if we are intentional, like how you and your listeners um, share and discuss all the time is if we have intentional thoughts about our kitchen space, our living room space, our bathroom, our thoughts will make new grooves in our brain, which is amazing. At any age, those grooves, we can develop new grooves, guys. There's hope. Get groovy. And yes. So thoughts influences our feelings about things and our feelings motivate us to take action. And then it's just like a, a, a positive cycle or it can be a negative cycle as well. But for building habits, that's that's what uh, is so fascinating to me because it's feelings is awesome. But then to give people the like interior design tools to help empower them and actually have a difference in their homes. And it's not just an idea about wanting to feel good, but it's actually doing something so that they can feel good is what excites me. Mm, so fun. Tell me if you found this to be true with your clients, but I find that with a lot of my clients, it's almost like the idea, getting into the, the mind space of creation intentionally and deciding to feel good already is what actually helps them to feel good. Because I mean, like the couch can't make you feel, you know what I mean? And we've seen people exactly. be happy with beautiful couches and super mad and frustrated with beautiful couches. But this idea, you said it beautifully of taking this loop and really getting yourself into it in a, in a place where you're in charge instead of feeling like the victim in the whirlpool. Super Absolutely. It's, it's super, it's, you know, everything is a lens and I mean, of course, there's really frustrating limitations, like whether it's budget, even myself, I'm an interior designer, but we have three kids living in Orange County. It is expensive oh. and we pay a high price to have this lovely sunshine every day and by the beach and by the mountains. So there's always very, there's reality. There's, there's reality of, of limitations and everything, but it's flipping the script and doing our best. So when I say flipping the script, I don't mean going from like crappy couch and then I'm going to lie to myself. I'm going to just force myself to love this couch. This no, couch is amazing. This couch yeah, doesn't work that way. It's <laughs> it's really just being honest with ourselves first and being okay with all the feelings we have, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, Brene Brown talks about that shame factor and being vulnerable that's so hard to do. You know, I'm a therapist who's been in therapy for so much of my life and it's still every day a decision. Am I going to be present in this moment or am I going to just go on autopilot and, you know, 
not feel, not do, and just, just, you know, go on autopilot, which isn't really true living. So I agree. I agree. But sometimes it's so nice. Sometimes you just want to be like, ah, I don't want to, oh, yes. I just want to shut down. But yes. what you're saying and what I love so much, and is so much a part of the message that I want to scream from the rooftops. I feel like together we could just put on a little show together of like be intentional, <laughs> yes. make decisions, really live your life. Yes. So much of it is deciding that even though it hurts to feel and to live, especially your real life with not as much money as maybe you would like, or not the exact things that you have envisioned for yourself yet, or with kids who make tons of messes, or your own humanity, which is just innately and beautifully imperfect. We just have so much at our fingertips to choose and play with. And we can choose, the choice becomes then between shame spiral or happiness and realness. Yes, yes. And baby steps towards that. So something that I'm very mindful to whomever is listening is again, that black and white thinking in therapy, we help clients all the time about cognitive distortions where it's like, it's either all black or all white. And there's great life is just pretty much in that gray area. Um, so yes, choosing positive, we hear choose joy a lot, right? Sure. Uh, Sometimes we don't want to choose joy or we kind of want to indulge those like victim feelings a little bit internally and just acknowledging those things and taking the baby steps towards the big idea of, you know, choosing a more positive narrative. It's the, what where the empowerment lies is us just trying, just showing up. Like I, during the pandemic, I was training with um, my trainer over Zoom. And, you know, there was a point where I was like canceling a lot and not showing up. And she goes, Anita, just, but then I complain about, well, but I really want my, like, you know, my toned arms. And, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, just show up. Cause I'm like, it's so this, and I have kids, it's pandemic. I have no space in my house. And she's like, just show up. And so mm. I really feel like something that will help all of us continue our journey of empowerment and staying positive and being grateful and all those wonderful things is giving us the grace ourselves the grace to just take the baby steps and it doesn't have to be you know Rome wasn't built in one day and I know that because I'm an Aries and I want to build everything in one day (laughs) so I struggle with it every moment every day I love that just show up just take one step And then baby step, you know, it's like half a step to the step, like just being okay. Cause I think as busy moms, we're managers of everything. We just have a lot of expectations on ourselves and we're very outcome focused. We're very results driven. Um, Cause a part, a part of being in a manager is, are those things, but at the same time, we're human beings. And um, going back to that intentionality that you and I love so much, it's, you know, what do I intend for today? And that's very different from what my goal is today. My intention mm-hmm. is, is more of an attitude. It's more of a feeling. It's more of like how I want to be versus how I'm going to act and achieve that goal. So what have you built through that framework? You've built a lot of really cool things. What are you most proud of? Well, externally, you know, so many DIYs in our home are, again, we don't live in a huge, you know, large home in Southern California property is very expensive. So we're in like those, you know, it's, it's master plan builder 
cookie cutter homes. Um, on the smaller side for five, I have to say for three busy kids, it's, but, but it's all relative, right? So we've DIY'd so many things right now. We've cut out under the stairs to make a little pet and kid hideout store, pet storage, <laughs> kid hideout. Um, you know, so it's keeping busy with building things with our hands and staying tactile. I think that makes us very present in life. Um, mm. And then internally, I start my day and it's hard because you you really do try to put your phone away, but I start my day with meditation. That is something very important to me. And I go outside before the family wakes up and my two dogs are out there and I just deep breathe, even if it's one minute, because I, I did mention I'm an Aries, so I'm on the impatient side, but I've trained myself to meditate and just because that's when you wake up that's the juicy moment where your brain is restored enough to receive new things to receive fresh ideas to receive fresh um, experiences and to mar it with our phones which I fall you know I fall prey to all the time but making that effort to first take even two minutes out of the day to meditate is very helpful and then that helps mm -hmm. me build the things I want to build, whether it's external or internal. Wow. Yes. I find this whole idea so intriguing. And I'm right on the same path as you. Where meditation to me, first thing in the morning, I can't miss it or I can't show up for my day. You know what I mean? It's like that important to me. Yeah. How do you find that you build through letting go, through this acceptance, through this presence, versus maybe the managerial style that we're so used to maybe with our public schooling or without a better background we have where it's so like get it done do the thing check the box force kind of a forceful feeling meditation is is counter to that and and you just as you're speaking I can tell that you love to let it unfold so how do you create with the unfolding and with the meditation there's a lot of you know something that I said to my therapy clients for 20 years, which is crazy, is just building that emotional muscle. So for me, I am on the controlling side. I am that. too. It's not a bad thing, right? Because we get things done. But I have really, it's a practice every day of letting go of that control, being very mindful, um, not critical of ourselves, but mindful of like, oh, you know what? I feel it again. And, and this is where your intuition comes in. And, and it will just kind of go, beep, you know, just like a little radar. And, and I realize, oh, am I trying to control that again? Or am I trying to use my thoughts to Jedi mind something, you know? The Jedi mind. So, yes, we, there, it's a very uh, interesting, when we want something to happen, um, whether it's a career change or waiting for, you know, when we're, you know, I remember when I was single, it's like, who am I going to marry? You know, <laughs> who's going to be my partner? There's uh, there's a lot of mental energy into how what kind of outcome we're hoping for. And so the home environment is an awesome place into your design with all your dining room furniture, your living room and paint colors and DIYs. All these things are a wonderful opportunity for you to shed all that mental energy and displace it into something more positive at home and then your home is going to serve you which is amazing because then you can get on that path every day of feeling calmer feeling more confident feeling more alert and productive 
So that letting go is a journey. Um, but I definitely feel like with our home environment, we can make it conducive for us to let go a little bit more each day. Mm, I hear lots of my moms talk about the home isn't somewhere where I feel like I can let go. I feel like whenever I walk into my home, I feel the silent to-do list encroaching upon me. I hear all the <laughs> things yelling at me. Yes. And then instead of this invitation to let go, they feel an invitation to stress out and to condense. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you do with that? What would you say to these moms? Well, first of all, give yourself a big pat on the back as far as just getting to the place where you're at today in this moment as we're talking, as you're listening. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit at all um, for what we do every day in a day. So that's first thing is giving yourself um, giving yourself gratitude, right? And then it's it's good to just look at and prioritize what's really stressing you out because clutter is a thing. Like scientific research shows that clutter increases anxiety. Our blood pressure goes up. Our dopamine levels go down. Our serotonin levels are a mess. Our cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone, is crazy high. So we aren't going to ignore the fact that there needs to be some action about calming the clutter down, organizing our spaces. So I think having an action plan already, it will quell that anxiety. But then I think the part that we get kind of hung up on is there's a lot of overwhelmed feelings because it's like, oh my God, but this list is 35, like 35 to 50 things I have to do and I have to do it in a day or I feel like I have to. And so that's where that baby step mentality comes in of intentionality. So if your kitchen or your hallway entry or your front entry really stresses you out because all you see are shoes, backpacks, um, kitchen countertop clutter, which I think the kitchen countertop is a magnet. Like every it really is, yeah. It's just a magnet for junk mail clutter. <laughs> right now, my there's two purses on my countertop, uh, leftover breakfast, like it's crazy. So I think it's really just going, okay, okay, I have this list, but what are my baby steps to get there? And just going, taking hour by hour when I was working with trauma clients, I literally would have to break down the hour with them, you know? So giving us, giving ourselves the grace to break things down and make them snackable bites and having that be okay. There's a very well-known psychologist, uh, his name's Dr. Winnicott. And this is, he was, this is a long time ago, but he researched mother and baby and the bond and what exists. And he has a term called good enough mothering. And oh, I, I, like that. I share that with my audience and with whomever and, and through my book that it's, we have to kind of self-parent ourselves again, right? Uh, an adult who would never really thought we had to, but most of us do. <laughs> oh yes, we do for sure. And it just goes to back, back to that good enough mothering. And it's not necessarily like, oh, am I good enough? Yes, we're all good enough. But it's what am I doing today that's just going to be good enough? Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, nothing is perfect. And I think the fantasy of us wanting that perfection is is strong because we want that to be our magic bullet. But Mm -hmm. life is gray, right? Life is gray. So being good enough in our actions. So what can I do in this stressful moment that's going to be good enough for now? 
And when you allow yourself to take on that jacket or that attitude, it's going to be far less stressful and more, I think, doable. Good enough mothering. I love that. It reminds me of the research about goodness of fit, just as far as psychology goes and parenting styles and kids and temperament and everything like that, where to be a good enough mother is perfectly adequate. It's to be completely full. You can't have a better fit than a goodness, you know, a good fit. So to try to coerce like this perfection thing just is diminishing returns. There's really nothing that we can get out of it. But Correct. Enoughness doesn't cover. Oh, that's I love that. Okay, Anita. In 2019, you were the lead designer for the Dream Home, HGTV Dream Home, right? Yes, I was on a team. And if you Google the pictures, that's my work. I'm so Googling exciting. Right now. My <laughs> lovely friend, Brian Patrick Flynn, is he heads all those HGTV projects and he invited me to be on the lead team. And there I was um, styling every room. And it was amazing. Just a wonderful opportunity. So, so fun. That is so fun. How did you, okay. I have a lot of things on my mind about this. I want to ask you lots of in-depth questions. Um, Okay. I see HGTV, of course, imperfectly because I'm an imperfect human. And with all of my own baggage that I'm sure as your therapist's mind can tell very quickly is there. Um, oh, I'm, but saying, I'm sure just just the same as every human I see HGTV as presenting a perfection model and I love it I love HGTV I love watching beautiful makeovers I love all of it and I see you who has a lot of real life experience and a very heartfelt deep family rooted value system how did you marry those two to create like a dream home that was so dreamy that combines both aspects of you that I, that makes you so intriguing to me. Does that make sense? Is my question clear? <laughs> yes, the question is clear. Um, for Dream Home, you know, it was the the intentionality just came from who I was as a as a you know as a designer. Um, they didn't necessarily hire me for there was no client there because we right. didn't know who was going to win it yet. So. But but you can but even as a designer uh, without a therapeutic background, you imagine who is going to live there, and you imagine what kind of feelings you want to bring to the home for them to arrive in, and you know you're running scenarios in your head of really like what's dreamy, like what would I want out of this amazing Montana home? Beautiful. And, and so oh my gosh, it was great. You nailed it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, so it's really just imagining to me the most important part, which is the relationships that's going to live in the house. And how do I, on so many different levels, whether it's the functionality level, the aesthetic level, but also the relational level, how can I improve communication in this space so that uh, if if my clients have two teenagers, how do I help them for, and set them up for success for organizing their own stuff instead of the parents yelling at them all day? You know, that's not a great relationship. So it's that kind of questioning that I bring when I am designing that is more intentional and more relationship focused. Mm, love it. So good. This is so fun. So are you ready for some rapid fire Oh boy. Preference at home questioning. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Anita, what's the one thing in your house that represents you and your personality better than anything else? 
okay, you're going to laugh because this is very not my aesthetics, but it's so special to me. Yay! <laughs> okay, so in my like very aesthetic kitchen that we waited 12 years to renovate, it's very pretty. Sits right now, I see it on my open shelving, 280s. It's a, it's a sugar bowl and a, a creamer and it's bright red and it's got white hearts just lining around. I mean, it's so eighties. Do you remember the eighties and nineties, oh, yes. like sweaters with the the hearts across the chest? Had so my own. Yes, indeed. So this sugar bowl and creamer is vintage from the eighties. And it's the same ones that my sister and I grew up with in our kitchen and my sister found it she thrifted and found it and gave it to me as a Christmas present one year and she's like I know it doesn't really match your new kitchen but like I am putting it in my kitchen because it completely encapsulates what kitchen means to me right home and family and my sister so we're immigrant family my mom didn't make cookies after school for us that was not our after school love life but as we got to be like nine or ten you know young girls we wanted to bake and I remember getting the sugar out of that little sugar bowl and me and my sister so excited making our first snickerdoodles recipe together like these two items oh it's my heart so long story short that's not a rapid fire question uh, I love it but that's actually my favorite thing in the whole house I love it so much. That's a beautiful story. I'm like near tears over here. Oh. That's great. And then last rapid fire question. It's a it's a quick rapid fire round because hopefully we get good stories out of it, which your story was amazing. <laughs> What's the weird one home thing that you do that's kind of quirky and kind of funny and that your husband or your kids or whoever comes over would be like, oh, Anita, she's always blankety blank or don't don't cross this line or she'll get after you. I think the one thing that's really quirky about me, but I'm not sure if it's super different. Um, the one thing about me, and maybe this is again, my Aries side, but I love hooks. So literally <laughs> every wall and you're going to, I mean, and this is very like not designery, but I actually even put 3M hooks on my waterfall kitchen, the waterfall design where it's like yes. the countertop. And then, so it's a beautiful waterfall, but I put 3M hooks on it uh, because <laughs> I, I love the functionality of hooks. So my friends know I'm like, I love vertical space. I love using storage, you know, wall storage. And they have like now given me pretty anthropology hooks, you know, for Christmas instead of like a Nordstrom rack, you know, gift card or something. Cause they, I literally have hooks everywhere. Cause it's so easy. Right. And you can use wall space that is just a blank wall and then you can instantly turn it into storage. So uh, yes, that is my quirk is there's a lot of hooks, even on my beautiful kitchen pan I have white 3m hooks on my waterfall <laughs> I think it's so probably ugly. the best waterfall ever though because it's, it's yours so I, I gotta tell you you walk in what's the first thing you do you throw your purse onto the kitchen countertop right and it's always like and we eat on the peninsula so I'm like I'm just gonna put a 3m hook there it's so easy you know what if if you can't use your waterfall counter what's what good is the waterfall counter counter you know what I'm saying you gotta, exactly. you gotta make it yours so that's I'm amazing. quirky with hooks. That's so good. That's so good. All right. You guys, 
Anita is amazing. If you have not already been Googling as we've been talking, the 2019, like 219, nope, 2000, (laughs) we've made it past the hundreds. Dream Home, go check it out. Go check out her work. Anita, what's your website? It's really easy, anitayokoda.com. Let's spell it just for the people. A-N-I-T-A-Y-O-P-K-O-T-A. Yes. Did I do it right? Yep. Okay. That sounds good. Dot com. Go, go check her out. See all the cool things that she's up to. And if I know Instagram, Instagram is probably the most active as far as content. Um, My website is too, but like everyday content that I get to share Instagram and my handle there is Anita Yokota. Easy. And Pinterest. I have lots of great pins. So if you guys are Pinterest fanatics, Pinterest is also a fun place to find me. Yeah, fine, Anita. Have you forayed into house? No. Uh, oh, you mean house, like H-O-U-Z-Z? Yeah. Yes. Any referrals um, by word of mouth and sometimes from Instagram that um, I'm not very active on house. I'm not either. I haven't really gotten into that. But like this week, I was like, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that would be a fun thing to do. So I wanted to know if you'd done it. Not so much, but I'm sure it's there. It is very helpful for people in the trade. It seems like very trade focused. Yeah, it does seem trade focused. You know where else Anita is, everybody? Anthropology. Tell them. Tell them, Anita. Yes. I am so excited. My book, Home Therapy, is in most anthropology stores and online. So check it out. Go get yourself an anthro hook and the book Home Therapy yes. and take it home with you in, in Anita's name and make yourself a fun little vignette. Your book, Home Therapy, we haven't touched on this. We just have to pause for a minute and talk about home therapy. What a great title, first of all. Amazing. What would you say the number one takeaway from your book would be? I know that it's a huge book full of amazing takeaways and it's impossible to probably narrow it down. But what's your heartfelt message from the book that you just want everyone to know? My biggest heartfelt message is, again, going back to your connection with yourself and others in your home. And that starts with you being authentic and honest and vulnerable with yourself. So my biggest takeaway is ask yourself the question, what's my core desire? What is my core desire in this home? Dive into the colors and furniture. Can I find my true self in this home so that I can be and get on that journey of being my authentic self? Love it. You guys, Anita Yakota, thank you so much for being here. What a pleasure. Same, Carly. I'm so happy to be with you guys and I hope you guys have a good day. Everybody go make a big mess. Hey, if you're loving what you're hearing and you want to know more, I invite you to go over to carlythornoff.com and you can pick up a free guide. These are the three biggest mistakes that people make when setting up their houses. And I don't want you to make the same mistakes. And of course, in true Carly fashion, you know, it's going to be a lot less about the house and a lot more about your perspective about the house, but with some good housey tips thrown in, go over to carlythornoff.com and you can pick up that today.